Welcome to Black and White Reviews. Hi, everybody. I am Chuck. And I'm Lee. And we are going over Season 2 of Cobra Kai. Ah, yes. Again. It's been a while. (laughs) (laughs) Just full disclosure, uh, the last few podcasts that we have done, we have had multiple technical difficulties, and we have repeated podcasts a few times. And, uh, this being this one is, of this them. This is one of them. So um, par- pardon me if I don't sound as enthused as I was the first time, which you'll never hear, uh, but that's where I'm at. <laughs> it's, just, it's hard to sound genuine when you've already talked about it, and you're like, oh, yeah, <laughs> we had this conversation. I remember where this went. <laughs> yeah, that's how I felt with Shang-Chi. <sighs> we'll figure that one out. But... Mm. Um, with that being said, I mean, this one should be pretty good. I'm hoping that everything goes smooth. Um, we are trying a new way of doing the podcast. So full disclosure, as everyone has heard before, typically Lee and I are in the same room, on the same setup, doing the podcast together. Um, I, I do enjoy the, the face-to-face and being in person more. Um, but when we end late at night and I have to drive home, it gets difficult. So yes, those, I brought that, some that of the equipment home. That 15-minute drive is just so... so. Hey, at midnight, it is so. <laughs> so so well, I brought some I'm, stuff I'm home. just happy now that instead of having to smell what you usually leave behind, I've got the uh, the um, diffuser the over here. <laughs> hey, I was diffusing too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so now that I'm was, actually That was more home. like infusing. Yeah. That's what happens when you sit there for four hours holding it back. Um, but now I'm home, and we're doing this remotely, and, you know, it works. So please bear with us, and we'll do the best we can. Yep, yep. So let's talk yep. Let's talk the uh, Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai, Season 2, Episode 1. This title of this episode is called Mercy. Mercy. Part 2. Have mercy. Have mercy. John Stamos is not in this one. Um, no. It's sad. He should have been, it, I think, with the he, title he like sh- that. So I was thinking about that. He could have been one of the guys on the board just to like... <laughs> just to say it. Just to sit in and be like, yeah, blue and gold would be perfect. And then <laughs> you can see him just parting his hair and fluffing it. And, you know, that would have been his fluffing only role. It. And it would have been perfect. <clears throat> um, but this episode basically starts off exactly where season one ends. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Kreese entering the dojo. He's, you know, giving lip to Johnny. They start going back and forth. Then they have a huge fight. Yep. Um, it's a pretty even fight. Ends up being a draw. People get kicked. People get hit. Mirrors get broken. The dojo gets pretty beat up. But in the end, they both kind of walk away from it as a draw. No one really wins or loses in this case. So, which is kind of funny because Chris has a whole lot more experience than Johnny. You yeah, think but he's also like for him? he's also like seventy. He's still in good shape though for his age. Yeah. So, and he's he's acting all big and tough. So. Well, so speaking of acting, has has that ca- actor, um, whose name escapes me at this moment, um, 
Has he done anything else besides John Kreese? I mean, he must have, but like anything that we've ever seen? I don't know. I mean, or anything we would have seen? Give me, give me 30 seconds, I'll let you know. 30 seconds. That's a long time. So Wait, in the meantime... 10, ten seconds. <laughs> in the meantime, uh, so this, we know that there are currently three seasons out yes. of this series. Um, we are waiting on a fourth. Um, it, it's funny to me because I think this was kind of the, in my mind, the birth of the Netflix series. Like around this time, there was Stranger Things... You yeah. know, uh, Cobra Kai, um, and a few other shows <clears throat> that have come out that have been like you know Netflix, and it's just like, hey, check this out. Uh, which I'm, I think it's it's a wise move for a lot of these these uh, companies that are making shows because they're they're saving on their overhead, just going directly to a streaming platform, you know, and not having to worry about putting things out, you know, for marketing right. this way and that way. Like they can keep their costs down. And they get their stuff done easier. You know, there's tons of movies that are coming out now that are Amazon originals, Netflix originals, uh, uh, Apple, Apple TV originals. Yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, <clears throat> I, re- I really want to see Finch. I think it looks like a fantastic film. It's basically just like a futuristic castaway. Um, but yeah, I just uh, just to kind of plug that Finch. I think that recently came out. Tom Hanks. Good that guy, does funny look pretty guy. interesting. <clears throat> That's the guy from so, Big. <clears throat> his name is Martin Cove. Yep. Um, and he's been in 233 different films. Mm-hmm. 233. TV shows, films, whatever it may be. Um, he was in... Uh, what was it? Oh, he, was in, he was in Rambo. <laughs> of course. Um... Really, nothing else that's big and noticeable, which is probably why we don't notice him because we never see him. Right. So, I mean, aside from Rambo, nothing really on his part. 233 nothing films. I would rather have two or three blockbusters than 233 roles that no one could ever place me in. (laughs) I I mean, his biggest thing is this and Karate Kid. Well, it's basically Karate Kid, but yeah, that's right. Yes. All right, so let's let's get so into back the... back to Cobra Kai. Yeah. Um, the opening Cobra Kai snake appears, and then we kick over to Daniel and Robbie are at Mr. Miyagi's old house. Mm. Um, Miyagi Do. Miyagi Do. Miyagi Do. Yeah, you get to see the whole montage here of him pretty much going through the same thing Daniel went through. He sees all the old original cars. He gets to wax on, wax off. He gets to paint the house, paint the fence, sand the floor. Um, and then Daniel throws in a few more fun ones in here. He finds this, like, Mr. Miyagi had built this deck, this round deck of sorts. He calls it a balancing pool, mm-hmm. um, which he actually uses to train later on. Um, but he has to clean this and fix this and clean the pond out. So basically, he is doing all the chores that Daniel did back in Karate Kid. Um, it kicks over to Amanda, his wife, and Anthony, his son, are at the t- at the table. They're all talking, and Daniel comes in. 
And he's trying to get Anthony to join the dojo. And Anthony has two options in front of him. Join the dojo for the summer or go to camp. And he asks his dad, do I have to do chores? He's like, that's part of the training. He goes, I'll go to camp then. So basically, (laughs) he chose the lazy route out because this kid is... Lazy. He... Yeah. I've seen him drink butter, <laughs> order things <laughs> off of Amazon. Stop drinking the butter. <laughs> He's ordered things off of Amazon and sat on a couch or a kitchen table chair. That's all you see him acting. You never see him really up and doing anything. He's no, never active. No. no. Um, they call that a sedentary lifestyle. <laughs> What do you do for fun? Sit. <laughs> you know what's really funny? So when my daughter was about two um, on Father's Day, it was actually really funny. She was probably two. Yeah, it was two and she was two and a half. So it was on Father's Day. She, uh, Julianne had these questions. It was it was kind of like a Mad Libs type thing. So um, so my wife uh, wrote these my things wife. out. My wife. My uh, wife wrote these wrote these like f- <laughs> seven or eight things down and my daughter would fill in the blanks and it was just like all these things like my dad is my father is a superhero um you know and it says he um <laughs> he's really or um what's it he he's funny when he when he and it said she wrote makes funny faces but the funniest one she goes he's really good at and she wrote sitting on chairs <laughs> <laughs> It's funny because it's a two and a half year old who's just saying, yeah. And then it said, he makes the best Teresa's was her answer. And I'm like, okay, that's really funny. Coming from a two and a half year old, I was like, okay, I I love my kid. She's so funny. Anyway, but that just made me think about it. I hope you love your kid. (laughs) I truly do Uh, hope you love your kid because if you don't, you got some splaining to do. I got some splaining to do. Um, All right. Well, now you hear knock, knock, and it's Miguel's mother at the door with food for Johnny. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Apparently, Johnny is like the bachelor of bachelors. He has no food in his fridge. So <laughs> being neighbors, she uh, she now occasionally or more often than we think brings food over um, to help him eat better. In this case, she actually sits down with him and eats, and they have a pretty decent conversation. The phone rings, and obviously we know it's Crease on the other line. He doesn't right. say it, though. No, it's just... Um, <laughs> but it's like this creepy voice that you're listening to. Uh-huh. Which we'll find out later on in regards to like, what he was trying to say. But he was basically saying, you know, we need to meet at this restaurant or this diner so you can talk for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now... We're back to the, the sad love story of Sam and, of Sam and Miguel. Um, Sam is actually going through her phone, old pics of her and Miguel on the phone, and I believe it's Instagram, but she ends up blocking Miguel from her Instagram um, and crying over, not crying, but she's really sad over all the pictures that she's seeing, and she's having a hard time because of their breakup. Now we we're, now we go over to Miguel, who's in this restaurant, um, but we see Hawk and Aisha and everybody else. They're having a victory party from their tournament championship, and they won, 
And Aisha's recording all of this on Facebook Live or whatever program, social media thing she's using. We don't ever really see what she's actually using it. And Hawk's like, you can't keep putting stuff on Facebook because my parents follow you. Oh, yeah. Well, this wasn't because that, they, she was, used they the were talking ID. about the fake ID. Yeah. Right. And the funny part about that was you saw Hawk become Eli for three seconds once again. You saw the timid little Eli come out. Oh, kind of. Um, and then he reverts right back to Hawk once again. Miguel's off by himself at his own table away from the whole group, but he's sitting there kind of moping over Sam. He, he's more sad that he lost Sam than he is excited about winning the tournament. And he finds out by looking her up that she had blocked him on Instagram. Which, I didn't realize you could notice that someone blocked you, but I guess... Well, we don't use Instagram, so that's probably why. That's probably why. Like, I think I've, I have an account, but I think I've used it like three times. Right. I think. And, and that's stretching. Stretching very much. Um, we flip over to Johnny. He's actually at the diner now. He meets Crease, who, as we said earlier, is the guy on the other line. Crease says some pretty profound stuff here, but he is so creepy and so sleazy and slimy in here that what he says, you know, it just kind of gets destroyed. He's creepy with the waitstaff. Um, he talks about how snakes, they don't hibernate. They, he used some weird word like bruminate or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, where they actually dig a hole in the ground and they wait there all winter long. But unlike bears who sleep during the winter, they are awake the whole time waiting. And he is like a snake who has been buried underground. He is, he's been away waiting, waiting for the time to come out. And now is that time. <laughs> he, he's a little irritated too. This is the part I agree with him. But the way he says it, it's just... It's just creepy. He talks about how they just give away trophies to kids just for showing up, and they get all these, you know, he's talking about, you know, just the culture of today and how kids just have it easy compared to when he was a kid. Right. Um, but the way he was saying it was, you know, it made him more angry, and he wanted to just react versus actually help. Um, right. Johnny stands up to him. I was pretty impressed. He stands up to him and says, you know, you need to stay away. The world needs Cobra Kai, but we do not need you. Um, which, good for him. I wish, you know, as we'll find out with the, the, the episode coming up, it doesn't last that long. Um, at this point, what, what are your thoughts so far on the episode? It's um, so we talked about it before, where we uh, we're, we're like saying like you know how does this feel compared to the first season? I don't see that much of a change. You know, I feel like it does fall fall into it, but you you know that at this point now that like Netflix took over and it's not just going through um, you know YouTube and whatnot that it's going to since the budget's a bit bigger because they it does exist you know not YouTube movies that's not a thing or a show um, so 
we're, we're going to see a lot more things involved. We're going to see more characters. We're going to see that it's going to start to grow. So involve increase. We know that this is going to get more dramatic, more ridiculous. And one thing I will say about this show that they, they do kind of do is they get to a point where it gets a little draggy. Um, like the story itself gets draggy and then you mm-hmm. get sucked into it and it becomes like this soap opera thing and you're like, ugh. And I mean, without getting too too much ahead of myself uh, or ahead of us, the you know the seasons where we're at, you know we get this whole back and forth, like this whole thing between Johnny and and Daniel. It just it keeps on like going one way, then going the other way, then and and it's like, hey, look, they might they might like you know finally make up, or then oh no no now they're gonna get into a fight. Like it's this, it's that, it's this, it's that, it's back and forth, and then like ugh. It, it, it seems funny because they just keep on doing it and it just becomes this like perpetuating drama you know like ridiculous drama like Jerry Springer drama you're like are you serious we're gonna okay well here they go um, so in bringing increase and adding this element to it you know it, it's it's obvious that we're going to we're gonna see a lot more um, major players here a lot well, we'll say a lot more um, stories happening at the same time because before a lot right. of it was just kind of like here's johnny and his situation and then it was like then here's, here's miguel and here's, yeah and, <laughs> and here's miguel and his situation okay got it and that's pretty much where we're at and then you know we we also had like you know daniel and his stuff now we have right. like we've got johnny we've got crease we've got eli we've got like all these other characters that are becoming big players and we're going to have these multiple storylines kind of moving forward so yeah, like I, I think it's I think it's good. I enjoy the show, um, and you know up to this point, it's like okay, we're gonna see where it's gonna go. And we know I, I don't think anybody thought when we were watching this that Crease was being sincere. If we no. knew anything about how he was, we saw you know this fight that they get into. It's like there's no way that he's gonna be like okay, well, you're right, you're right, you win, <laughs> whatever. Like we know that's not the case. So the end of this episode, I you know I know again I know I'm getting ahead of myself, was very obvious. It was it, right. it was shot the way it was shot. We're like oh here it comes, you know. But and and that's the thing is yeah. I, I my, from what I'm gathering so far and. You know, again, not to jump ahead, but you know, my thought is with Crease is either a he's going to do his best to get Johnny on him on his side, or b mm-hmm. he'll get Johnny out of the way and just take over at that point. Either way, mm. he gets what he wants. That's his goal. Right, right, right. So, I mean, I fully expect at some point, which I I, I don't know if it will be how soon it will be, but I fully expect. Johnny and Daniel to team up like a hundred percent and like join dojos now or you know do something along those lines. But that's down the road. We don't we haven't gotten there yet. Right, um, right. That's we're waiting for season four. Yeah. Um, so we, we we go over now. We have Robbie and Daniel. They're in Daniel's dojo at Mister Miyagi's house, and they. He finds the drum that Daniel uses in Karate Kid 2. And Daniel's like, be careful with that. He's like, really? He's like, no, it's just a toy. You know, he's, he's kind of <laughs> rousing him up a little bit. Um, and he goes into not everything is as it seems, goes over all of the rules of the dojo, shows Robbie the Medal of Honor that Mr. Miyagi held, and kind of gave a backstory to where he came from mm-hmm. to Robbie in a little bit more depth. 
Right. Um, you know, I, I did appreciate this part because he didn't go too far into it, but he gave enough. St- he, we know that he did tell Robbie the whole thing, um, but he didn't tell us everything because we already knew everything. And I was appreciative right. of that he didn't go too far into it. Well, that's I, th- I think that's the big thing about movies nowadays is for for a long time, they've treated the audience like dummies. And they're like, let's spell this out very, very clearly so people don't lose anything. But I, I, Will, Will talks about it all the time when we talk about, like, uh, the movie Interstellar and then um, Tenet. So Interstellar for Will was like, how did Christopher Nolan go from making these movies that are really, really awesome and make you think to doing Interstellar, which is basically he compared it to a Steven Spielberg film. I love Steven Spielberg. He does a great job with his films, but right. he gives you everything. There's, there's no twist. There's no thinking. It's just like, here you go. Here's a great movie. And that's the thing about Spielberg. Is like He just makes great movies. And you right. can't, you know, but Christopher Nolan makes different kinds of movies. So when he did Interstellar, it's like he explained everything. Everything was spoon-fed, you know? And then they made Tenet, and you go, uh, wait. There's just like five billion questions I have now. Yeah, I started watching that. I'm literally 20 minutes into it, and <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> I have no idea what's going. Just on. so you know, when when the credits roll, you're still gonna feel the same way. <laughs> like you'll have a, you'll have a couple of answers for some of the questions you're starting with now, but you're gonna have like five million others. <laughs> Well, like, I, I turned it off because I started watching it one day and I was super tired. Oh yeah, you can't, I, you can't watch that. You can't watch that when you're this tired. This is a two and a half hour movie. I need to actually like <laughs> sit down and I need to, like. You read, need to like, watch that movie, then you need to watch it in reverse. This isn't Memento. No, it's Tenet. I know. Exactly. But that was the cool thing of Memento is. While one story was going forward, the other main story was going backwards. <laughs> well, that's what's kind of happening in Tenet. So, so oh. just so you know, Christopher Nolan made Memento. Memento, and, right? And and he said, um, he said, I like when he made Tenet, it was basically taking the concept that he dreamt about when he made Memento and making it on a bigger scale. Now that he has a budget and has yeah, the ability, was a low budget. Oh yeah, Memento was was, was very very early in his repertoire. So it was um, such a good film, though. It was great. It's I have it up here, and it's 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 definitely I haven't watched it in years, but it's it's funny how many connections to the Matrix you can find in there. I mean, you got Carrie Ann Moss, uh, Joe Pantoliano. Um, there's a few other connections I saw the last time I watched. It. I was like, oh wow, look at that. But anyway, the point is, we got way off topic. But my I, I think what I was getting at is they're not. Here we go. They're not spoon-feeding us and, and making us out to be, like, totally dumb in this. Right. They're, they're, not, they're not giving us everything. Just like in the Spider-Man movies, we were talking about this a few days ago, um, that the new, the new Tom Holland MCU Spider-Man movies are not giving us the origin of Spider-Man. Thank they God. didn't do that. They said, we all have heard this story many times. You know, we got it with, like... Um, you know, with with the the Raimi the Raimi verse, we got it with the uh, Andrew uh, the Andrew the Garfield verse. You know, and then we and then like let's just not do that whole thing again. We all know that he was bitten by a radioactive spider. Done. Got it. He's now just Spider Man. Deal with it. Right. You know. I wish DC would do that with Batman because they give a Batman origin 
every time they redo Batman. Well, I mean, they always go back to, you know, the Waynes dying, and that's... They have the to do that. Story. It's not an origin again. story. No, because Batman Begins was the only true origin story that we saw in a film. Everything else was just like, okay, we see this, like, here's the reminder of what happened. His parents yeah, we see dead. flashbacks in every single movie. It's flashbacks, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. we went who's, from who's Cobra Martha? Kai to Tenant to Memento to MCU to DC, and now we're going to go back to Cobra Kai. How's that sound? Sounds like... It sounds like a snake do to me. What's a snake do? <laughs> what do you call a fish with no eyes? A fish. <laughs> um, well, now we see Hawk and Miguel. They're actually heading over to the dojo. And on their way in, they see a bunch of new students. Um, these guys obviously want to join because of their championship that they won at the tournament. Hawk takes full advantage of this and basically makes them work for him on his way into the dojo. Oh, he's just like hazing them like immediately. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's funny. They all I walk think in. I'll call you Buttface and you like. <laughs> <laughs> well, they all walk in and Johnny loses it. <laughs> Johnny loses it. He's like the dojo is closed to all new to all new students until tomorrow. Everyone leave, get out, and they're like, "Well, we want to pay. Like, you can come tomorrow." Yeah. And then they all leave, and Johnny <gasps> rips his students apart. They are well, all basically now wearing, because the, the way that they the way that they won was unfair. Right. Yeah. They were they were fighting dirty. He doesn't like the cheating, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No more. We're gonna fight with honor." Yeah. And you know, Miguel talks to him. He's like, "What happened to no mercy?" He goes, "There's a difference between no mercy and no honor." Right. And we we really want to go to that place where we actually have honor in how we fight. This right here is the biggest change we've seen thus far in Johnny um, throughout the first two seasons. Absolutely, and, and I, I, it's, I think it's I think it's the point of um, well, like we were saying, like comparing season one to season two. Again, it's a whole different production studio doing this, but I feel like if it stayed with like YouTube, for example, they could have gone this way, or they could have not gone this way. Right. Um, but but they set it up perfectly where this fit right in because it's the whole thing is like his son was there and he's feeling that you know right. and you know no matter how many times you you know wave a sonic screwdriver at it, it that's the reality so why do you have a sonic screwdriver is that the eleventh doctor this is um, Matt, Matt Smith, Smith. yeah, yeah. Um, I got this like ten years ago oh good for you. Does it and make the it noise? It. No, can't hear it. No, no, no. Get away from the pop filter. Wow, no. It must be ultrasonic. <laughs> no, I, I can hear it here. Good um, for you. Well, probably one of the <laughs> best part of this episode for me is up right now. Um, we see Johnny in this like Home Depot type store, um, looking to buy a four by eight sheet Stingray. of m- glass mirror. Um, <laughs> I, I'll let you take this part since you you, you like this guy so much. I, well, I forgot his character's name. What's it like, Chet or something? I have no idea. All I know him as in the future is Stingray. Stingray. But, I yeah. know. 
it's, it's so great. Yeah, so this guy is just like totally, um, you know, Johnny shows up wearing a, a Metallica t-shirt. Which, which one, which Metallica t-shirt was it? Was it just random Metallica? It was just or was a an album? Metallica. I think it just said Metallica on it. Okay. I'm, Nothing I think special. I, used to, I had a good like three, four Metallica t-shirts and I don't think it was any one of the albums. Like this is a Ride the Lightning, you know, Master of Puppets, some of the basics, but. Um, I think it just had Metallica across the front and that was it. Yeah. But he like was like, yeah, Metallica. Like he's just like. Oh man, did you get that like a vintage shop? And he's like, "No, dude. Like, <laughs> I was there. Like, I am old. <laughs> this is real <laughs> stuff." <laughs> but it's just, it's just funny. Like, he's just trying to connect with him. Like, dude, that's so great. Yeah. Like, he clearly lives in his mom's basement. Probably plays D and D. You know, like, <laughs> but he's <laughs> he's working at Home Depot, trying to help him find you know this this mirror. That's the whole point. But he's just like, "Can you just like stop talking to me and help me find this mirror?" Right. <laughs> Yeah, I, but I, I, we I see this. Out, to me, I'm he's glad like a dumber they, version of Seth Rogen. I feel like they brought this character in um, to. They brought him in to to be just to play this part, and they were like, "Wow, he did a great job," and I think we can work with this. And then they brought him back later on. I think. I, that's does, exactly does he come what back happened. in this season or is it season three? I don't. I don't even know. I think um, it's this season. Okay, well that's good then. I guess they did plan it ahead, but. Maybe, unless while they were still f- recording it and filming it, they were like, oh, we want him back because he did such a good job. Yeah, I, um, I, it, it's funny when you have a supporting actor like this come come up and, like, steal the scene, and you're like... Like Harrison Ford in Star Wars? Well, I he guess a, so. Well, he was a carpenter on the set, was never even supposed to play well, the, Han well, Solo. Yeah, yeah, that's what happened there. I mean, he wasn't just a car he was an actor, but he just happened he was to be... F- he was he was a, he was an he was an actor. He happened to be on set, you know, building the set. Yeah. Um, and he was one of the fill-ins. Mm-hmm. So when the main guy was out sick, he filled in. And when he filled in, he did such a good job that they just brought the other guy back. Yeah. Imagine being that guy. <laughs> <laughs> that guy. It's funny that we we refer to him as that guy because we don't know him because of Harrison Ford doing so well. Right. That poor guy. Because if if he was never sick, he would have been Han Solo. Dude, it's it's Whoever so funny. This guy we, we, we play the what ifs, you know. There's always this what if thing. Like, what if this happened? What if that happened? I I keep looking back. You know, there was um, a show that I did years ago. I was asked to be um, to play a part in a in a like a you know in a uh, musical type show. This is I mean many years ago, and I still did a lot of acting. And it was like f- I was in college, pretty much a year or two after high school and I was asked to play a part and I actually stepped down for a few reasons one my band and two I would have had to kiss this girl who was in it and the girl I was dating at the time would not have had that even though she was you know from the drama scene she would not have had it right now, and you so kiss the girl what if what if Sebastian was singing for you would you have done it then only if he was and I, um actually no what would have done it for me would be scuttle going wow Yeah, that that would do it, I think. But outside of that, no. Um, So it it was so funny because I so I turned down the role, and then the dude who was directing it asked the lead singer of my band. And the primary reason I I didn't do it was because my band was like getting busy, and I didn't want it to interfere with like rehearsals and stuff. So he gave the role to my lead singer. So then my lead singer comes in. Now, mind you, the leading actress was dating the director. A week or two after my lead singer joined the cast, she broke up with him, with with the director, 
and then shortly after that started dating my lead singer. <laughs> and now they've got they're like married they've been married for like 15 years got two kids together and i'm like man if i didn't turn down that role you know like right. that would have been weird like i'm not saying like i would have been with her because that's not trust me like i was not interested in that at all <laughs> um no offense to her but it's just that was not the path but it's just funny like they they wouldn't have gotten together if i didn't turn out a role you know right. and then i keep thinking I'm like ah oh, poor jimmy at this point, I mean, he's he remarried and had a kid and all that stuff, too. But still, you know, he was so mad, he ended up quitting. And we had no director. And I'm like, oh, this is weird. <laughs> anyway, that's a little, anyway. a, a little uh, blah, blah, blah. But well, 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 Johnny's at the store. He runs into Daniel and Robbie. Um, they're buying some parts for Miyagi-Do. Um, some wall anchors. Yeah, Daniel lets Robbie stay in the store and talk with Johnny. They kind of have a back and forth. Robbie tells Johnny basically how mad he is at him and that he is a better man than Johnny will ever be. Um, mm-hmm. Being a dad, if my son ever said that to me, that would break my heart. Um, that, that reminds me of the meme I saw of James Hetfield looking at his kid and his kid's holding up an album saying, Dad, look, I found a band that's better than yours. It was Megadeth. <laughs> Which, of course, if you know the whole Dave Mustaine uh, Metallica thing, it's just it's funny. But it's like, yeah, check out this band. It's so much better than yours, Dad. Oh. <laughs> that would just be crushing. Um, <laughs> if, if anything, you would think that this right here would start changing Johnny. Um, yeah. and, and Robbie says, he goes, you care more about your rivalry with Daniel than you do about me. He doesn't um, say that to his dad. He says it to Daniel that, as they walk outside. Daniel. Yeah. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's, you know, pretty tough right there. Um, Sam wants to start training again, and her and Daniel are having a little talk, basically about how she's feeling about Miguel and, you know, how it hurts. And Daniel... I mean, this is obviously the perfect time to bring up Allie when he was a kid. And he goes through all the girlfriends that he had, specifically Allie and Judy. I mean, we do hear about Judy when he was in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Allie is in California. And, you know, to him, you know, Miguel's hard because Cobra Kai is the enemy. To Sam, her and Miguel, are, they're all, the, all, all of Cobra Kai are their friends. And she doesn't want to fight them. Right. Um, she really wants to just see them kind of get together, you know, however that may look. Mm-hmm. We swing over to Johnny putting the mirror um, back up in Cobra Kai. And he has a flashback of him training with Kreese when he was 12. Mm-hmm. Now, interesting, that, that's, interesting that part here interesting is, because... Yeah, because you don't see him. You don't, like, you you don't, don't see Kreese at all. Um, what you do see, or what you see is basically just like an arm, and then you hear his voice sounding like old Crease. Right. Like not sounding at all like the young Crease. He, he, he's, he's almost trying, but then again, not even caring. And you're like, oh, okay. Right. You know, whereas right. if you, you know, when you watch The Mandalorian, when they showed Luke Skywalker show, have him show up, you know, it sounds like young Luke. It doesn't sound like, hey, look at me, I'm old Luke. Like, doesn't look like young Luke, though, according No, no, but, I mean, hey, they could have just got Sebastian Stan to stand in, and it would have been fine, but 
whatever. <laughs> oh. I would have been totally fine with that. And Sebastian Stan would have been fine with that, too. He's just waiting on the blessing for Mark Hamill to do so. But Well, Mark Hamill is in love with Star Wars. Oh, yes. Of so. course. Did you see that picture of him holding a power converter in front of Tashi, like a, a gas station called Tashi? No. It's hilarious. I did watch the uh, that that alternate ending that you sent over. Alternate ending to what? To, um, what is it, Rise of Skywalker? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The very that last one. That was cool, one. right? That what? made a world of difference to that, to that Oh, movie. I know. It would have been so and cool. they added heard, in all it, the Jedi. It, well, they, so did it, they did it before um, where you heard some voices, but the, here they made it like really stand out where you saw the Force ghosts. And I'm like, oh, that is so cool. It fits so much better. Yeah, if anybody hasn't uh, checked that out yet, check it out. But it's it said something along the lines of like how Rise of Skywalker should have ended. Um, but it was actually it was the movie just edited very well to the point where I was almost like, is this actually an alternate scene? Like, was this something that was deleted yeah, by, was the, ask, by the studio? Was that a, was that a fan? That was a created? fan made. Yeah, fan created. And it was as good as the original oh, film. Oh, absolutely. It was so because, well done. They changed the music yeah. and everything. It fit so well. Um, yeah, I was very impressed. And very impressed. I was like, oh, because you. I mean, in the original video, in the original movie, you hear all the voices. In this one, like you said, that you get the Force ghosts. Um, but I love how they went back to young Anakin in that. Yeah. Um, I mean, you see all of them, and you see them connect, and it was. It, it made a world of difference at the end mm-hmm. of that. It was it was fa- it was fantastic. I, I will say just because we're on it, isn't it strange that like within the same year you had this I am Iron Man and <laughs> I am all the Jedi like Disney. Who's writing your scripts? Like, <laughs> it's the same script. Like what? You- <laughs> well, first it was I am all the I am all I am the Sith. Well, yeah, no, I'm all the Sith, and I am all the Jedi. Yeah, it's right. like, I'm inevitable, and I am Iron Man. Um, which I, right. feel, I feel like Tony Stark wrote that line. I, well, no, they said that wasn't actually the line. That wasn't the original line. Um, but then when they did it, they were like, oh, wow, that just makes so much yeah. sense, because that the, was like what he said at the end of the first movie, and it just fits. The I Love You 3000 came from him. Yeah. That was yeah. a personal thing that he put into the movie. Well, the other one I saw was um, <laughs> the little girl saying, I love you 3,000 to Tobey Maguire. And he goes, really? The Oh, no, no. Um, she goes, I love you 300. And he goes, the ad said 3,000. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed way too hard at that. I mean, I, I love the first, the first Spider-Man movie. It's so good. And <laughs> it just makes... <laughs> wow. Are you talking about Homecoming? No, no, no. No, no. Tobey Toby Maguire... The, oh, ad said, the ad said um, 3,000 or whatever. Like the, That was the whole thing. Was he, he was supposed to wrestle Bonesaw. He's like, yeah. Oh, the ad, okay, the yes, ad said okay. 10 minutes, and you pinned him in two. Or the three minutes, and you pinned him in two. So for that, I give you that. And the whole, I missed the point where that's my problem. Yeah, that, that's the whole. <laughs> you, know you know what's crazy is we were just all talking about this, too. Even the, like, the third Spider-Man we don't talk about ever. Except for you, you like to talk about black suits, Tobey Maguire. But other than well, that, whatever. Um, the first movie, when they did his origin story in that one, I, I was actually very impressed with how they. I, I have to watch it again. It's been so long since I've seen it. Um, 
But I do. There was a lot of good scenes in there. I mean, one of the most infamous lines is, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's it's such a good line. Um, but didn't they change that in Amazing Spider-Man? I, they, they they probably did. I think they did. Yeah. Um, I think it's funny that in the new Spider in the MCU Spider-Man that Aunt May is young and hot, basically, <laughs> compared to like old and eighty. They just kept getting. She just kept getting younger. They went from. I don't know her name to Sally Field, right? And then right. to Marissa Tomei. It's like, oh, okay. Is she going to go off on pause attraction at some point? <laughs> <laughs> She'll be 25 next time. Who knows? Um, Aunt May is well, more like a cousin. <laughs> cousin May. Never mind the fact that they changed, they changed you know, MJ from, she's not Mary Jane. She just happened to go by MJ for some reason, even that's not her name. But yeah, I don't get why. I mean, I, I, I don't mind. No. Um, what's it's, her name? Zendaya as an actress. I just, I don't, and she fits like she fixed, she fits the role really well. I just don't like it when they, like when they did Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man, they he was, used he was what, too, he was too confident. He was too cool. He was too cool, too confident. But when they used the love interest, they used, um, What's her Emma name? Emma Stone. Emma Stone, and she didn't play MJ. No, um, she, no yeah, because she was um, Gwen Stacy. Right, which you see her in the original for like 30 seconds. Um, uh, Gwen Stacy? Hold on. Yeah. No, you see Gwen Stacy a lot in Spider-Man 3. She was, um, what's her oh, face right. there? She's the, Bryce she Dallas Howard. Up, you're right, you're right. Yeah. See, she I was the love interest there when he was trying to distract himself and he was in the black suit. Right. Yeah, yeah I, I, I don't remember a lot of Spider-Man. I, I try not to remember it. So, Thanks, Hotness. But Spider-Man 1 was really, really good. <laughs> Spider-Man 1 and 2 were both really, really good. I, I had to watch them again. We did it again. Um, what? Cobra Kai. Oh, that's right, we're on Cobra Kai. <laughs> and we're actually almost done with this episode, too. Oh, good. Um, we're back over. Robbie is learning the same hammer and nail trick that Danny had. Daniel had learned from Mr. Miyagi in Karate Kid 2. Is that the where one where he makes it disappear and he goes, it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Let me show you a trick. <laughs> Why so serious? You want to uh, see a magic trick? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to make this pencil disappear. Disappear. <laughs> I have to say, one of don't, the best don't, acting. Don't, don't, don't say get back to Cobra Kai. <laughs> no, you brought it up. You I brought know. it up. I know. I'm sorry. But that's basically what happened. He's like, tap, 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 smack, done. Back, like, okay. Done, right. <laughs> it's um. gone. <laughs> that's all I imagined. <laughs> that's so funny. Um, yeah. Um, you see Daniel doing his breathing technique, which he goes over with Sam. I mean, with uh, Robbie. Um, what had, what Sam and Daniel had talked about earlier is getting to him. Um, he's really thinking about you know how he can make Cobra Kai, you know, friends and and work with them versus working against them. He doesn't want to see them as enemies anymore. He, he wants um, to show at, them the right way, right? As opposed to like be against them, but like show them the way. Yeah. Right. Show me the way to go home. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need a bigger boat. 
you know, people have asked that, like, how they go, what are you guys talking about? Because you can literally say one line and I can carry on with it. And I could say one line and you can carry on with it. And we know, like, remember that time when we were at the 20 year at the church? <laughs> we saw what's her name on the screen. <laughs> and we both at the Hello, same Joyce? time sent the text. Hello, Joyce. <laughs> I think what was funnier is that we never talked about how we realized that reminded us of her. Like it was just a random text until at the that exact, exact same time. moment, and it was just like, oh wow, how come in six years I never realized <laughs> this person was was this person. Anyway, right, and I think the I'll funniest say. part was when we texted it, we texted it the exact <laughs> same, like, <laughs> as I hit send, yours come, came in, it was hilarious. I think you were sitting, like, four, like, three or four rows ahead of me, too, and we, and we both just, like, broke out. Anyway. <laughs> yep. Um, as soon as, you know, in this part, coincidentally, as soon as Daniel <laughs> decides to change his mind, Sam walks up to join the dojo. Mm. And of course she does. He changed his mind, and she knew it somehow, some way, but she comes up to join him. Um, and now Daniel's dojo has just doubled. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Johnny now finishing the mirror. Crease walks in to say he's sorry. Um, he's pretending to care about Johnny. Gives him this whole sap story. It's a yeah. game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he doesn't really care. Yeah. He brought back his second place trophy to show that he cared. He fixed it. Yada, yada, yada. None of it is real. None of it at all is real. Johnny basically tells him to leave. He has his bag all packed. He's like, I'm out of here. Crease takes off. Johnny somehow feels bad and comes in and stops Crease. Roll credits. End of episode. So, yeah. Yeah, but what, the, what, the, the, what you're missing is Crease is walking off. And then you, you get the shot of just showing Crease's face as he's walking away. And then there's like evil grin. It, but it but it he's walking and then as soon as he hears like the door open, he just grins. And but the way the way they shot it was like I saw this coming like seven miles away. You know, right. it, was, it was but they shot it in a way where like here it comes and then yeah, there you go. Yeah, they so were they, they, he was he was definitely leading Johnny on the entire um, time. Yeah, the entire time. making it making it so he was like, yeah, I'm expecting you to follow me. I'm just saying this to perk your interest. And you know, he was he was definitely manipulating Johnny the whole time. Oh yeah, absolutely. As he probably will the remainder of the time he's in the show. Oh to, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So with that, you know, overall episode one of season two, I'm loving it so far. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm I'm enjoying it fully, and I can't wait to see. You know, I know that we've already watched um, seasons two and three fully, and we're kind of recapping them. But I can't wait to see what happens. You know, going forward, um, yeah. I, I will say that's one thing they do really do a good job at is they rope you in and they they suck you in, and you want to see more. Um, and to me, that's one of the good things that makes a good TV show is. Whether it's a slow show or if it's fast paced or, you know, whatever kind of genre it is, if it sucks you in, they obviously did something well. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so you can tell that it's starting to get late for Lee and I. When, we get, when it gets Number late, two. we get weird. <laughs> <laughs> we are doing season two, 
episode two titled Back in Black of Cobra Kai. Cobra Kai. Um, yeah. I, I'm beginning to like this more and more as time goes on. Um, you see you see an upgrade with Johnny in this one. I think it's pretty cool. Um, upgrade. Upgrade. Because what happened to what happened to Johnny's car last season? It burnt down. It got burnt up, and oh, he yeah. bought this charger. And Am I a Mazel Tov cocktail? I <laughs> am. <laughs> did he just kiss that? That was actually pretty crazy. That he did that. I, I, if I held a bottle of vodka with a cloth burning on fire, I wouldn't be kissing the bottle. It's the last thing I'd be doing. Why not, bro? Bro, um, bro. <laughs> this 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 episode starts off with a little montage of Johnny giving his charger a new paint job, a new paint job, and upgrade. So it went from red and black to now black and yellow. Um, yeah. Obviously, his dojo is doing really well because the paint job he does to this custom paint job is pretty extensive it's not cheap oh yeah it's oh, yeah. not cheap um it i don't know i guess they wanted to just add to the the look of him um the car is obviously a big or a side character in this show because <laughs> it had a lot to play in the last episode in the last season and now mm. that he's upgrading it um, I don't know. It's just it's adding to the personality that is Johnny. You know, it does show that he's kind, and you see that a lot more in this season. Um, he is at you know forty something years old, finally leaving the eighties and coming into you know not only a new decade but a new millennium as well too. And mm-hmm. it's taken him you know thirty years to finally do this. Um, yeah. Do you, do you think he finally sold his uh, Nintendo? <laughs> his Nintendo. <laughs> Uh, this is an Atari. <laughs> you know, what's I so still... funny about that? Somebody, somebody put up a, a meme. Uh, whatever, I know my life is a meme. Um, and it was um, my mom's my mom's descriptions of all my video game systems, and it showed like an Xbox, and it's like it said Nintendo. It showed like an N sixty four. It said Nintendo. It showed a PlayStation one. It said Nintendo. It's like mom just called everything Nintendo, and it's it's funny because that's basically what Johnny is. Like he wasn't a, a video game player. He was into karate. He was into what he got into. So anybody who's just oblivious to what these things are just calls it a Nintendo. So it, it's funny to me that Johnny's just like, you know, in a 90s mom. <laughs> it's Yeah, it's pretty funny. I think, was it you who sent it to me? I saw um, a meme. Oh, you know how with the old Nintendo cartridges, you had to blow into it? Oh, yeah. Yep. There was a meme comparing it to something. I forget what it was, but it was pretty funny. Um, uh, I hate when this happens. When you remember something, but you remember part of it and not the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, hold on one second. Nintendo. <clears throat> I mean, now that we're on that subject, what's your favorite gaming system? Isn't it like Xbox or something like that? You're asking me? I'm asking you. 
isn't it Xbox, dude? I just got a 360 like handed handed down to me for the first time. I've I've never liked Xbox. I always I always I played the first Xbox and their controller was a nightmare. And I'm like, I hate this system. I will never play this system. Somebody gave me the 360 and I'm like, well, it can play the Star Wars games I never had, so that's cool. <laughs> so I do have a 360 here that I'm working on currently to like set it up. Um you found it? Yeah, the Nintendo, 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 it's all Nintendo. Um, it's okay, so my favorite system, I would have to say, um, is the N64. Um, that came out in, what, 94, I think? Really? Um, I just I just thought that it, it, it redefined gaming at the time. Uh, you know, the 3D mapping at that point was, was more fluid than some of the stuff we saw. It had better smoothness to the graphics. Um, but it was because they kept things cartoony and didn't try to make it too realistic, and that's why it fit in. It was better than PlayStation, which was trying to make it too serious. So you've got the lightness of Nintendo um, with it. I mean, I did get a PS2, a PS3, um, because if you want to play great, like, you know, more realistic-type games, those are the systems you would get. Um, but, I mean, systems I had were Atari, Nintendo... Sega Genesis, uh, N64, PS2, PS3, um, the Wii, and the Xbox 360. And most of them, actually, the PS3 and the 360 were gifts. You know, I just got them. So I was like, oh, cool. Oh, I do, I do have some handhelds, too. You know, like Nintendo handhelds. No, um, I had Boy. the uh, Game Boy Color... Game Boy Advanced, Game Boy Advanced SP, and I have a Game Boy DS that I got for pretty cheap a couple years ago um, at a, like a yard sale, and it had some games to it and everything already loaded onto it. I was like, oh sweet. Oh, I, I found that I found that meme. Basically, it's uh, you have this kid, you know, blowing into a, a cartridge. Yeah. Remember how you have to blow into it to make it work? Absolutely. And that or, you know, a Q-tip with some alcohol swabs. Right. And it says, um, basically, what does blowing into a game cartridge and CPR have in common? They're both attempts what? to bring something back to life. <laughs> well, yeah. That's, that's exactly what it sounds like. It's, oh, it's I, in, I thought you were going to make a joke out of it, but yeah. Well, no, that's the, that's the meme. It's actually... Yeah. They try. They try to make it funny, but it's true. You're actually giving your Nintendo oh, straight up CPR. Yep. <laughs> Mine was Dreamcast. I liked Dreamcast growing up. Sega uh, Dreamcast. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> that controller was weird too. Didn't you have to like stick something in a weird window? I, I don't remember. It had like this weird like opening that was like a window where something went into it. It didn't the, make any sense to me. It was the it was the the uh, memory card. Oh. Yeah. Oh, but it was like a digital memory card. It had like a readout on it, like a screen, right? No, it was just know. a memory card. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. Well, back to uh, Cobra, Cobra K. K. Um, at this point, we see Robbie on his couch in his apartment, which you don't usually see him at, but he's on the couch. You can't see him when you enter the, when the door opens up, uh, but his mother and some other guy... Another guy. <laughs> well, first of all, he hears somebody coming into their into his apartment, and he immediately thinks of somebody trying to break in and steal stuff because of what they're saying and how they're acting. Right. Like, where's the lights? Like, he, like he, he couldn't find certain be quiet things. so that it doesn't wake him up. Like, right. So he tries to attack him, and then he realizes it's his mother with this other guy. And, I mean, this is probably the third or fourth guy that we've met 
with his mother since we've been introduced to his mother. So um, come to find out, he's taking her to Mexico and they're going to be gone for at least a week and a half. So she's leaving her 16-year-old son at home um, by himself for minimum week and a half. We end up finding out that it's longer than a week and a half, but um, at least a week and a half. And I think this is crazy too because obviously she, she's like, he's paying the rent this month. And obviously that's the only thing that was paid because as we find out down the road, electricity gets shut off, um, right. water gets, I think water gets shut off at some point. Um, and you, you see Robbie at this point, you know, going to one of his training modes and he's training out of pure frustration and anger. Um, which you can, I can totally understand that. He's, he's frustrated with his mom. He has no idea what's going on. Um, and he basically just wants to be part of his family um, again. And he has no idea really what's going on. So now we see Miguel kind of playing a trick. Sam is entering Miyagi-Do. Um, and as she's entering, she gets a phone call from Aisha. Um, when she answers it, it's Miguel on the other line. He, you know, took her phone to call her because obviously she was blocking his phone calls. And, you know, they had this conversation. She ends the conversation. You know, basically still it's over. And we now go into their first lesson, both her and Robbie being trained by Daniel. And he draws this line in the sand like a big circle and he's showing them this kata for lack of better words on how to actually defend and stay in balance while working together. Um, he right. actually says it's how two people can actually be as strong as 20. Um, mm-hmm. This whole thing actually plays a bigger part later on the episode. Um, but it's a pretty cool concept what he does here. I like that. Right. Right. <laughs> this next part, I was pretty, I was pretty, you know, it was kind of funny. Johnny's on the phone with, I think, either a new student or the parent of a new student. Um, and he's trying to figure out if it's a girl or a boy. And he's like, gender what? Because obviously they're saying that this child of theirs is gender neutral. Um, and it's the first thing Johnny is so naive to all of this that he's acting like, what are you talking about? Gender what? And he just hangs up the phone on them because he's like, he's not having it. Um, you know, in this case, I kind of find his naiveness quite humorous and on point, to be honest. Well, yeah, his, his naivety is, is again, it's still based on the, he's stuck in the, in the eighties and hasn't grown up. But then again, it's like, yeah, if you walked into it, you're like, what, what are you talking about? Like, what does that even mean? Which was, I mean, that was us like six years ago. Like, what does that mean? Like the whole they, them thing. Like, they, them, I'm a he, she, I'm a he, him, or a she, her, or. He, he's a, he's a she, she. He's, he's a she, 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 she. It's so, no, there's boy, girl, man, woman, male, female. You didn't catch that. Didn't catch that reference, huh? Say it again. He's 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 a, she's a, he's a he he's a she she. 
I'm not catching that one, no. Oh, Mrs. Doubtfire, when he walks in on Mrs. Doubtfire peeing. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Standing up. <laughs> I completely forgot about that. Some of our favorite but lines come from that one. You can't make that movie now. You can't make that movie now because that's like, well, that's, yeah. Oh, my gosh. This, it's this totally counter. Is, is, mm-hmm. I am Job. Job. Sorry, the even, <laughs> even the even the 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 speaking of their kids part when he when he asked that question um, wouldn't fly with today's people at all, with today's parents at all either. Well, are, you, are your children well behaved? And I need a few light slams every now and then. <laughs> <laughs> light slams. Lights. Like, can you even oh put those God. words together in a sentence uh, <laughs> and have them actually make sense? <laughs> Um, at this point, Kreese enters in to the dojo. Miguel meets Kreese. Kreese actually comes in a day earlier than he's supposed to. You know, go figure. He's obviously playing this game still. The funniest part in this whole thing for me is you see this scrawny little boy wearing a The Future is Female t shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Okay, this kid's obviously he, he's he's dealing with some daddy issues or or mommy issues or something. Uh, <laughs> uh, um, we flip back over. Sam and Robbie are still training. Um, there is an issue at the dealership. Daniel has to go to the dealership and he has to put on the salesman costume for a day because um, there's obviously some issues going over there. We don't fully know what they are yet. Um, but his wife does call and say, hey, we have to, you have to get over here soon. Um, uh, so I just lost my, my place in the, my notes. Wow. Has that oh, ever shucks. happened to you? Uh, <laughs> no, never. Sorry. Just you. Just me. Such a bad host. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Johnny Johnny actually introduces Chris to the class the kids all joke around um, you know this is where your whole joke of what does a snake do <laughs> it's a snake do <laughs> what's a snake do and you have the entire class and then Johnny in well, front of Chris rips them all apart you like, know, dude just, your pop filter is so good that every time you do S's and sonic screwdrivers, it does not pick up. No, it's gone. It's it's total silence. There it is. No, oh, no, gone. It was there for half a second. It goes. It goes <laughs> and then it's gone. Okay. So let's we'll let's do an, an S sound, and then um, I'll find a sound effect. Just pop it in there. Yeah. Just imagine it's there. Everyone, close your eyes for a second. And just now imagine, imagine. A, an S sound. <laughs> Extensive S. Just a S. That, yes. <laughs> See? Wow. My my screen <laughs> turns green. Like there's a green band around my around each video screen that shows who's talking. And when I do the S, it goes away. It just cuts out. It just it cuts just out. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'll ask the question, what's a snake do? You're cut out now. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, so, 
before Johnny, uh, Johnny, Daniel was talking to his wife and talking about how balanced was his game, how he's balancing Miyagi Do and the dealership all at once. Mind you, Daniel has multiple dealerships, not just one. So he's balancing multiple dealerships with Miyagi Do, and he's obviously putting more time into Miyagi Do, um, or we really wouldn't have a good TV show here. So his wife kind of throws it back into his face. I thought you were, you know, I thought balance was your game. And he's like, yeah, well, come to find out, they have to sell 10 cars that day to stick with Coda. 10. Now, you've done that before, haven't you, Chuck? Uh, the most I've sold in one day is five, personally. Wow. Um, Good for you. I've seen dealerships do 40. However, 40? In a day. I've seen dealerships do 40 in a day. I was at a dealership that, that did 40 on a Saturday. What, However, used cars? No, uh, new and used. However, this is a high-end dealership. Your average high-end dealership might sell 80 a month. A month. They need to bust out 10 in one day. Um, and these are like Audis and, you know, they're higher-end cars. So they team up. And it's like Daniel and them are playing off each other. And they are turning... You know, tire kickers into actual buyers. They are selling the car. Um, they're playing the game really well. And boom, end of the day, they sold 10 cars. You know, good for them. Um, not at all realistic in any manner at all, but hey, they did it. Well, that's what made it exciting. They did it. They did it. Because if they didn't do it, then he wouldn't be the master of balance. That's true. Just saying. Um, Daniel's kind of, you know, feeling down at this point. He's feeling inferior to me, to Mr. Miyagi as a teacher. He doesn't think he's going to be as good as Miyagi. Um, but he does realize that he just needs to be who he is and not be Mr. Miyagi. You know, and I think so many of us fall into this trap where we try to be somebody else other than ourselves. Um, and I think Robin Williams said it best, um, when he said, uh, to Aladdin to be yourself. Um, and in this case, that's what Daniel needs to do. He just needs to be who he is and then train the way he knows to train the best. So. Yeah, I. I... <laughs> it, it's funny to me. It, it's you. You brought up. <laughs> Robin Williams. So, of all the quotes to say, <laughs> you brought up Rob, uh, that Aladdin thing. Yeah. Um, isn't there a scripture about when we compare ourselves to ourselves? Is it scripture that actually brings that up? Um, well, I think the scripture talking about is what, like, is basically shame on him who, you know, the man who looks at himself in the mirror when he turns away forgets what his own reflection looks like. Yeah. Can you talk about that scripture? Or? Um, what have I got here? 1 Corinthians 4, 7. When we compare ourselves to others, we are agreeing with the plans of the enemy for our lives. Comparison is a thief of joy and the structure of truth. Comparison says, I am ill-equipped for the task at hand. The truth is that God has given me everything I need for the plans he's set before me. But it, it's, it's funny how we, you know, compare ourselves to ourselves. You know, we, right. we look at the... We look at the things around us and say, 
um, like I remember very early on, even like attending our church, um, it was like, oh, they watch The Walking Dead. Oh, good. I can watch The Walking Dead. No, it's my own personal conviction. You know, like if I'm convicted against that, then I can't do it anymore. So early on, I still had my gigantic movie collection. Like I had this huge DVD and Blu-ray collection. And now it's cut down to about half what I had. I had two deep on each shelf. You see my shelf down here. It was yeah. they were that was too deep, packed to like you know the max, too deep, too tons of movies, and I was I started giving them away to friends like hey come over take some movies like because I'd rather them go to somebody than you know I'm not going to make money off at this point nobody cares about you know actual discs so right. like also, thousands of dollars thousands of, of dollars worth today. of discs yeah now now mind you people everybody out there this is coming from Lee who still has VHS tapes. He has VCRs. He has Walkmen and Discmen. Um, I mean, he is the antithesis of Johnny. No. <laughs> Johnny is naive and oblivious. Okay. In the in the fact that I just that, appreciate I just appreciate old you know old mediums of media. Yeah, it's just Lee is stuck in the nineties. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I um, bust up my record player every now and again. I, I, I got Synchronicity 2 hanging out over there. All right. What are Synchronicity? Okay. Yeah, it, it's like time travel in Lee's basement. It's pretty funny. It is pretty cool, though. I have to admit. <clears throat> my, my jam cave is pretty awesome. Um, in, that, in that, you know, copying others, you know, I'll have to admit, and I will say this to you for the first time on our podcast... You know, even being friends with you, you know, we both know movies very, very well. Um, I would say that you know a little bit more than I do. Um, like you, you remember the exact line better than I do, um, yeah. and you can do better impressions. Like I can't do a single impression <laughs> that's good. And I always just look at it and go, "Oh, I wish I could do that." But then I look at our podcast, and if we were both doing impressions. We would it, never finish our episode. Right. And it would, <laughs> but it, it's cool that just one person does that, and then we both have, you know, different sides of how it looks and how it sounds right. and, you know, the whole it, – it's a whole package versus us both doing the same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't I, – I used to just get jealous of the fact of like, hey, I wish I could do, you know – I can do them in my head, and in my head, those impressions sound spot they sound, on. They sound fantastic. Oh, yeah, and I do it, and I'm like, nope, I'm nowhere near. Not What's funny close. is I actually had for a long time in my life, I thought that if I, can, if I can create a sound in my head, then I should be able to do it with my voice, you know? It's funny, like, I spent years with this mindset that if I can, if, if I can hear it mentally— then I can do it. Right. That's what, that's what and I then thought, I, And then too. I tried doing it, and I'm like, oh, no, I can't. I tried <laughs> like, doing that with drawing, too. Like, I could see the picture, and I'm like, oh, that'd be easy. I started drawing it. Nope, not easy. Like, the other day, we, yeah. were, we were doing a podcast the other day. I forget what we were doing. But you had pulled out the whole um, Jerry Seinfeld, and I was like, it sounds so much like him. <laughs> I could never do that. <laughs> I mean, come on. Like, <laughs> but I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> What's you know, the deal with this? Do you know he's one of the richest stand-up comedians today? Well, absolutely. He's, I mean, the du- the dude had like a how many seasons of nine seasons of a TV show. Plus, he did stand-up. Plus, he did all the specials. Like the dude, the dude was all over the place. Like he did it for years. And they were all about nothing. <laughs> all of it. 
Yeah, I've got the coffee table book to prove it. Um, <laughs> that turns into a coffee table. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, so, so good. I'm not going to go back and forth on these two on these two um, training sequences. I'm just going to break them all down because um, it goes back and forth. You see, John, you see Dan, Daniel training Sam and Robbie on this balance deck now, and they're doing these moves that they're try to keep balance. They keep falling off into the water. And they're doing this whole training montage. Um, and you see both schools kind of doing their own training montage. Johnny, however, finds a slightly different method of training his students and kind of punishing them for, you know, <laughs> joking around in class the day before. He actually has a friend of his drive up in a giant concrete truck the trucks no, that no, no, no. For, first he has them mixing cement in like wheelbarrows you know like keeping it pretty simple it's like oh how long we have to mix this cement for you know he, he starts off with it being something so so simple like oh yeah my arms are tired well yeah well <laughs> wait till this happens and then <laughs> wait till we get here you see his friend pull up in this giant concrete truck and he's thanking them and all of a sudden you see here's the thing he tells the kids that for this concrete to stay basically liquefied, it can't for it to not solidify, it has to continue moving. So he tells all the kids to whoever wants to to get inside this cement truck and they have to basically physically make this truck the this this part of this truck rotate to keep the cement moving so it doesn't solidify. It was actually really cool. It was really cool, but if I was their parents, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was gonna be kids involved. Yeah. This happens. <laughs> Chris was actually pretty impressed with what he was doing in all of this. Yeah. Um. Well, I think Johnny was doing this to impress Chris. Yes, and I mean you do see Johnny. I mean, in last episode, in last season, he brought him to that junkyard. And yeah, have him jump I, around I with feel, dogs. I feel and, like I feel like because he went through everything else, he was starting to soften up a bit. But he was doing this to try to impress Crease. Right. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so I mean, you see a good portion of this is you see these two training montages and these things go back and forth. Um, at the very end of it, you see Johnny basically hosing down his students um, from all the concrete that they were, you know. Um, Basically rolling around in, um, yeah. But he he, tell, he's but like, not "Don't very tell well. your parents." <laughs> but not very well. Like he he like gave him a quick little spritz and then moved on. I'm like, they're still covered in concrete, <laughs> right? And he's like, "Don't tell your parents." And I'm thinking, I'm sitting there thinking, "Okay, don't tell your parents." But when the kids get home covered in concrete, <laughs> still, and, and the parents <laughs> ask, "What do you? What? Why are you covered in concrete?" Um, I don't know. Um. Robbie was, as you talked about earlier, Robbie was, you know, angry and he was training. And we did what we didn't say was he was actually, you know, irritated with Sam earlier. He ends up apologizing to Sam um, for snapping at her. Um, and he tells her basically what's going on with his mom at the apartment. Um, how she's been gone. He's living alone. Um, to a degree, Sam, yeah. Yeah, like he's given her some information. Sam tells her father um, what's going on. And lo and behold, Daniel shows up to Robbie's apartment, um, and 
all the suspicions of what he heard are true. Um, he gets the door open to a darkened apartment. Um, no lights, no power, no nothing. He brings Robbie to his house. Um, and his goal is to have Robbie live with him for a while. But his wife wants him to tell Johnny what's going on. Um, I don't think Daniel's on board with this part too, too much, to be honest. Um, I mean, it doesn't, I didn't see it either way. How did you see this part? Did you say like he was okay with it or like he was fighting against it or like he's not, he's like in between? I think uh, he's in between. Like he was like, I don't want to admit that I'm in this situation, but I'll, I'll take this right now because I can realize I, it, it's helpful and I do need it. Right. He, he's, he's reluctant about it, but he does accept it and appreciate it. Right. Like Robbie, Robbie has a good heart behind all of his pain and it's obvious the entire time. Right. And Daniel just yeah. wants to help him out. I mean, right. Big time. Um, you know, as I talked about earlier, Kreese gives Johnny kudos, um, for what he did. Again, it's all a part of his elaborate game. Um, and then he invites Johnny to for some drinks to talk about more classes. This is just his way of sneaking into. And the crazy thing is, is he already told Johnny in the last episode that he has been this snake hiding, and now it's his time to, you know, sneak his way into the world. And now he's doing that with Johnny. I'm surprised Johnny hasn't fully caught on to this yet. Um, So, I mean, that's just, you know, I thought Johnny would be a little smarter, excuse me, than this, but he's obviously not. We then see Miguel um, go over to Johnny's house. He wants to see if he's home. Um, he knocks on his door. He finds out that he's not home. He goes in, leaves food for Johnny, made by his mom, in his fridge. Um, and at this point, he finds a picture of Robbie on Johnny's fridge. Um, so now we have more information than we did before. Because up until this point, Miguel had no clue that Robbie and Johnny were father and son. Right. So now we do. Um, coming to the end, um, Johnny and Chris are running to Daniel. They run into Daniel at the store. Um, Daniel looks at Chris and says, hey, Chris, how are your knuckles doing? This part I did not like because he asked it as if it happened just the other day like it was 30 years ago like right why would you ask <laughs> how are you doing from 30 years ago like, i know it's it's just it's just a little eh. <laughs> it was just it was just a, for them to me it was it was a way for them to to sneak that part into the episode um they didn't need it though no they didn't I agree. Right. Um, he basically tells them both that they're in for that they're in for a rude awakening. Um, that he came to ask them a question to answer some things, and he was going to go ask Johnny and tell Johnny about Robbie living with him. Um, and he goes, "Well, without even asking, he's like, I got my answer." Um, so this is kind of Daniel's escape from having to actually do what he was going to do. Um, at this point, it's over. Roll credits episode over 
Um, it was a pretty yeah. quick and smooth episode overall. Um, and, you know, now next time we'll be heading into episode three. And I feel like, you know, with each of these only being 10 episodes long, um, it should be a pretty quick and smooth process to get through all of these. But so far, I'm. This is probably for a TV show. It's one of my in my top ten right now. I would say for series on like television series, it's one of my top ten. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So I I feel like I mean Dawson's Creek is my first one, but oh geez. <laughs> um, I, I would say I don't that. Wait. Up, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> that this show um, was definitely the well. I see. We're we're in a new age of there's a there's an availability to binge. You know, when we were growing up, and there was a show that we liked, we had to wait an entire week. You know, to get the next episode in the season, or ha- they started doing like thirty episode seasons later on, and then splitting the seasons up, and we would be left on a cliffhanger forever. And we're like, oh, get to the end, you know, and wait six months, and finally get another one or a whole year for the next half of the season, you know. But here, everything just comes out. That's right. why I really enjoy what Disney Plus has been doing and they releasing do one, an episode every week. week. Yeah, yeah, I, I like that. You know, it's it's bringing us back to some sense of normalcy, right? Um, which we did not get with anything that Netflix has been doing. They're like, here you go, just like you know, eat it all up right now. What happened back it's, then too is if there was like a writer's strike, you know, a season mm-hmm. would go from like thirty episodes to like twelve. Right, right. You have to wait even longer because you're like, why is it over? Oh, right. A, like I mean, there was tons of writer strikes back then too. You don't. Do you see remember that the show, the TV show, The Cape? No. The Cape. Um, it was basically like way before Arrow and all that stuff. Um, the It was sort of a, a, this guy, he was a, I'm trying to remember it. He was a cop and then he, he died, quote unquote, but these circus performers like saved him and they had this cape that could do like weird things. So they gave it to him and he would wear this like hood, hooded cape and he became a vigilante. Never saw it. It was actually a pretty cool show, and it's like the they shadow. never, they yeah, kind of like that. But they never completed the season because I don't know if they lost a budget, lost interest, lost whatever. But it just it never ended. I'm like, where's the conclusion to the show that I actually really enjoyed? They do that all the time. Like there was a like I'm a, I love as much as you know we on this podcast talk more you know action sci-fi. You know, that's more like our, you know, that's the genre we usually stay in. I'm a huge right. fan. I, I love a fan. fan. You used to love Dr. Doctor Quinn Medicine Woman, oh. right? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Dr. Quinn. Um, <laughs> Touched by an Angel. Touched by an uh, uh, That's up there. The Young and the Restless. The Young and the Restless. Days of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. Um, life like Goes Sands On. Like Hourglass, yeah. Life oh, Goes life On. Life Goes On. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, (laughs) if they if they read they couldn't redo that show because it would be offensive to people today would it be offensive why because the guy had down syndrome well they he had down syndrome her boyfriend had aids and they and then they 
Corky was his name. He marries yep. a girl with Down syndrome. I remember this episode like, like it was yesterday, <laughs> and they get their own apartment and they the fire alarm in the house keeps going off because they keep burning mac and cheese. They can't make mac and cheese properly. So she keeps burning the mac and cheese and it's setting off the fire alarm and the smoke detectors in, the, in their own apartment. That sounds like my house. <laughs> <laughs> we, 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 would salt, we installed some new smoke detectors and they work. And it's like, we can't cook a single meal. I took all mine uh, out. We'll, we'll, we'll just say, did you really? I, I remember, a, yeah. Every time I went to your house, I had to hop on a stool and try to shut your alarms off. Yeah, I took it out. <laughs> Some of I put oh, the I, put, I took the battery out and put the detector back up so you could so yeah. look it. But I'm like, I'm not, not. I would cook, and there'd be like no smoke, mm-hmm. and then the alarm would go off. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, this it's is, it's, the, it's the so issue is, annoying. It, the issue is the way that you're. Um, your setup is there's a contained area with those bedroom door and the closet door and everything are shut. Right. It's a contained area where it all just kind of billows. And it's the same thing with, with the smoke detector we have in our kitchen. It's in this area that's a, that's a like three and a half foot wide space. Oh, between your basement door and your bathroom door. Yeah. That's where the, that's where the smoke detector is. So I'm like, great. So we can't cook anything now. And the stove anyway, is like right next to it, isn't it? Or no, it's across well, no, the it's way. on the other side of the other room. But still, like the smoke comes in, it goes into that side, and just billows up, and then pff, right into the detector. Oh, did, I don't know. Did you see that they're redoing Save by the Bell? Yeah, we talked about that. Didn't didn't we just talk about that in our, in our podcast? That I, we're think never gonna might, release? I think one of us brought it up quickly. Um, yeah, but. But yeah, I brought it up because the the whole joke on like they're just they're just rehashing the past. That's it's right. Like, it's not funny anymore. You've right. been saying this fourth wall break joke for years, and it was funny, but now nobody cares. Just right. stop. They, I mean, they could do like a Save by the Bell, like they can continue it. But well, just they brought back like Mark Paul Gosseler and um, uh, uh, Mario Lopez right. and. Um, Elizabeth Berkeley and uh, Tiffany Amber Thiessen, not Dustin Diamond because he's just. Oh, wait! Didn't he die? Didn't he pass away? I was gonna say, didn't yeah, he pass he away? Yeah, he just passed away. That oh my god! Yeah, that was like two years ago. Oh my god! Yeah. Wow. Hmm. I mean, it would this be amazing be... if it would be. It would be. <laughs> if they if they be a miracle. Him, come on! Don't don't even. <laughs> if he came back, it'd be a miracle. <laughs> Weekend at Screeches. Come on. Oh, that's God. Messed up, man. <laughs> Did you see the kid they got to replace him, basically? No, nah, I didn't watch the show. Oh, no, I saw a preview, and the kid is like, he looks like like a, a dumbed, if this is even possible, a dumbed down version of Dimitri on Cobra Kai. Um, which, I don't know. I guess that like nerdy look is still the same today, twenty years ago, thirty years ago. That hasn't changed, um, <clears throat> which is pretty funny. So, but I mean, hey, we're two. We we are two tenths. We are twenty percent through season two, um, and you know, hopefully, you all enjoy the rest of this season as we have. If you haven't watched it yet. Um, do what we always say. Stop listening to us and go watch it and then come back and listen to us. Don't do what I do. Uh, 
<laughs> at this point, if you listen to the end of this episode at this point, like, what, I mean... Hey, 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 are I we do your it. primary source for entertainment? <laughs> I do it. Uh, there are, there are, you, I listen to every single What If episode that you guys did, you and, you and Will. And you, and you watched like half an episode of What If. <laughs> I watched three episodes of What If. Oh, okay, um, all right. And there was what? There was what? Ten? Nine? Something like that? So, something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, but I listen to every single episode. I know what happens. Um, I'm just not a huge cartoon person. Like, well, neither, neither are we. Will and I aren't either, but it's like it's interesting to. I mean, understand that these are all stories based off of comics, right? So, but doing well, that duh. for me would be like doing the Ewoks movies. What's wrong with the Ewoks movies? <laughs> do, do you really want the list of what's wrong with the Ewoks movies? I would. I would love to challenge you on that because I know you don't have one in front of you. But just for the sake of time, no, no, Chuck, I don't. <laughs> 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 oh, I did not like them at all. Yeah. I mean, Return was enough Ewoks. Like, they didn't need to have their own... Wasn't there a Christmas movie that they did as well, too? Like, the Christmas... Christmas spe- movie? No, there was a holiday special. It's holiday called Life special, Day. Sorry. All right? They were trying to be, you know, PC back in 1978. Or 79. It blows me away that after the first Star Wars movie, they were like, let's make this horrible TV special. That weren't even... That makes makes Mark Mark Hamill look like a Ken doll. And they didn't even really... The Ewoks weren't even in the first one. They're not in that either. There were no Ewoks in the holiday special. How about they, they made an Ewoks holiday, didn't they? No, they didn't. Oh. No, you're just no. They were um, Wookies in the holiday special. The new it was one. All Wookies. Was it the new one that they did inside of the Millennium Falcon? Is that the oh, same what, one? The, Le- the Lego. The was Lego, Lego Star holiday Wars? season. That was actually pretty good. They did a pretty good I, job I with that. that one. They're doing. They're doing. Mm-hmm. I think I mentioned it before. They're doing a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special next year, which is going to be basically like that. Their new version of a Star Wars thing. I am all for it. I think that's going to be amazing. Really? I am very excited for that. You, you nowadays like, the, like you like those one-offs, don't you? The one-offs, yeah. Well, stuff like that, yeah. Well, I think it's great. It's it's like it's supplemental. You know, it's it's not anything that they would like totally consider canon, but they could because it's not um, negating any facts that we got from their actual you know canonical story. So I I, I do enjoy the one-offs that they've been doing. You know, since you brought um, up Guardians, did you realize that? Um, Drax is in every single MCU movie. Yeah, we, we just couldn't see him. We just don't see him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Speaking of that, you were talking earlier about um, about Daniel's uh, girlfriends from the past. Yes. And, and Judy. Was she the cross-eyed one? Oh, my gosh. They, they end up separating because they couldn't see eye to eye, right? Yes. And she, and she was probably seeing that guy, another guy on the side. Yes. Yeah, I thought so. For all of you listening to this now, (laughs) by the time you're listening to this, it will have been probably two months (laughs) since you heard it the last time. We we don't even know because that was recorded, but I don't don't think it was recorded on your end. So this might be the first time we talk about this. (laughs) Oh, God. No, it was recorded on my end. No, no, but no, Judy... um, 
She ended, they, he found her later on on Facebook. She was a teacher, right? But she, she was couldn't. fired because she couldn't control her pupils. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the inside jokes of Lee. Uh, oh, it's so funny. The great speaking part of is- inside. Speaking of inside jokes, I saw I saw a meme, and it was like a tuna talking to a person, like a tuna like, fish, oh, like a tuna fish. Yeah, like you know, it's like you can tune a guitar, but you can't tune a fish. Right. Yeah. Um, but th- there's a tuna fish talking to a person, and the question was like, oh, I've never spoken to a tuna before. You know, we have a color named after you. And he goes, oh, is it like you know, s- like a nice silvery blue? Like I look, no. He's like, it's pink. Why is it pink? (laughs) 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 And it's like, you think about it like, that is disturbing, isn't it? (laughs) Is it? We we named a color based off of the insides of a creature. I thought, are you sure it's a tuna and not like a salmon? Oh, yeah, sorry, here, right, salmon. Whatever. Whatever. I've never seen tuna as a color. <laughs> no, 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 yeah, no. What tuna. color is that? It's tuna. <laughs> I'm just thinking tuna. No, yeah, no. I, I, I was hooked on uh, uh, the office. Big, big tuna. Mm-hmm. I was hooked on a feeling. Actually, David Hasselhoff uh, was dancing on a motorcycle. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> the Hasselhoff. The Hoff. You don't hassle the Hoff. See, they should bring that show back. Knight Rider. You know what? David Hasselhoff reminds me so much of John Kreese. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> they both have curly hair and they're around in the 80s. That's <laughs> like 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 a curly wave hair thing. I don't know. They should bring back something, Knight Rider. Something about it. Didn't they? Didn't remember the Knight Rider 2000 where Kit was dead and he had to like get a new car? <laughs> no. But they tried bringing yeah. back MacGyver. That they did try bringing back. Um, mm. No, I, I prefer MacGruber. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wow. MacGruber. So we, we officially ended this episode about 10 minutes ago. Uh, I think so. <laughs> I think so. Um, Pretty sure we're done. So it, it's getting late for me. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm getting to that. I know point. over here <laughs> that the time difference is just uncanny. It's, it's hard to believe. I, I don't know. I'm like, I could be two minutes ahead of you, I think. Um, I have 11.36. What do you have? 11.36. Oh, wow. It's amazing, right? That's... How, how did that happen? Imagine if that's how it actually worked. You know, it's, it's actually based off of, like, the distance. Like, the seconds <laughs> count somehow. No. Because... Time because zones are, are specific lines. <laughs> not, because not we're gradual... Ten, because we're 10 minutes apart, we're, we're 10 minutes apart. <laughs> In time, too. <laughs> Whoa. So, all it's, right, it's with that being man. said, thank you so much, everyone, to, for listening to us. Um, as always, share our content. Um, let everyone know what we do. Share us with your friends and your family. Um, get us out there. We want to have, you know, we want to grow our, our audience. And without you guys, we would pretty much just be talking to each other for the fun of it. Um, yeah, and, and we hate doing that. This is what's the what's the point? What's the point? You know, who cares about relationship? <laughs> so, all right, well, all right, thank guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We uh, we'll catch you guys on the flippity. On the flip side, have a great one, guys. Peace.